Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Triple C and Schmo Show, episode four. I'm the Schmo. My co-host is live in the flesh in person. Triple C. And we're coming off a great epic weekend. The Schmo is here in this home. It was your baby shower. It was, Schmo. Look at my cup. World's best dad. Soon to be tomorrow. I mean, not tomorrow. Next month. My wife officially gives birth to baby America, and I'm just on cloud nine. I mean, this this used to be the bachelor pad, and now all of a sudden we got pounds and pounds of diapers. Yeah, and these sheets, I mean, not these sheets, but these cushions, rather. They're still soaked. You just got these things deep clean. Can't imagine how dirty these oh things got. God, let me tell you, man, There's these couches have history, so... Be careful. Yeah, the schmo is definitely treading lightly. We have a lot of great interviews on this couch, too. Yeah, there's like I said, they got a lot of history. A lot of history. And speaking of a lot of history, that leads to this week's gold medal moment. Conor McGregor, he's in the news again. He punched DJ Francisco right in the face in Italy. Did you hear that, that news? I did, but I was just hoping it was DJ Cali. I was going to say another one. But listen, man, let me tell you something, Conor McGregor. Man, you are really, you really think you can walk on water. Jesus, man, pick somebody on your own size. Anyhow, that's absolutely, that's crazy, Schmo. I think, I, I don't know what's going on with Conor McGregor, but I definitely do know that he needs some therapy. I mean, we're just talking about his baseball throw. This is a little bit further from a fall from grace. Another punch in the face to another patron. But when you look at the deeper side of things, the Schmo looks at what's going on in the UFC. You have arguably the greatest fighter in the history of the company, John Jones, in the news for the wrong reasons. And now you got Conor McGregor, who's the biggest star in this sport. And let the Schmo just say this. Conor McGregor is a bigger star in MMA then Floyd Mayweather is to boxing, and Conor McGregor has not been the same since he boxed Floyd Mayweather. Well, of course, but you also have to keep in mind that it's like the UFC is not a, a mixed martial arts company. It's a marketing company. Even look at guys like Jake Paul, guys that don't know how to fight, but yet they are constantly on the news because they're doing crazy things that are drawing attention to them. And whether it's John Jones, Conor McGregor, or Jake Paul, there's something to be said when these guys are throwing dollars through a damn bus or, you know, beating somebody up in the middle of a, you know, the middle of the night or some kid that doesn't even know how to box, but he's able to beat these UFC guys. I mean, this is what it's all about, man. This is all entertainment. Look at us, Schmo. I mean, we're in the cringe crouch of fame and we're delivering news to you guys. Well, that's certainly right, but that can't be feeling too good for the UFC. Taking the best fighter and the biggest star, both in the news for the wrong reasons, man. That's what the Schmo's looking at that. And you're right, Schmo, because something does have to be done. You know, as, as much as I'm a John Jones fan, as much as, uh, as, much as you know, Conor, Conor McGregor has entertained, something has to be done. And there, there should be some protocols because if you're going to get rid of people that have done certain things to certain people, especially their loved ones, and if you don't do, if you don't, if you don't be fair across the board, I think it's just starting to make all us M MMA fighters just completely look bad. Yeah, at what point is enough enough with Conor McGregor, man? Because he's obviously, every time there's a big fight, he tweets something out. And obviously we have these situations where there's a run-in with the law. At what point is enough going to be enough where you as fighters just say, hey, we don't want to be associated with this guy anymore. Yeah, but it's almost like even Khabib said, when, I had him, when we had him on hot boxing with Mike Tyson, he was like, 
you know, uh, Conor McGregor, he's got no purpose to live. He he lost. He don't know. He he think being rich is everything. And you know, part of it is is true, man. I think even when I won the Olympics, I can tell you that right now. When I won the Olympics at the age of 21, I wasn't receiving all this money, fame, or any of that. My life did change. But I knew that that wasn't like the ultimate goal of my life. As much as it made it seem when I was leading into the Olympic Games and uh, even though I have all this goal. But if I was to give Conor McGregor, Conor McTapper some advice, man, you know, go to church, dude. Find a bigger purpose in yourself. And uh, that's it, man. Focus on your family, dude, because all this crazy nonsense, dude, you're making us all look bad, you dirtbag. Well, the guy doesn't even need to fight anymore, man. What, he just cashed out $600 million with proper whiskey? This guy's got more money. He's just, just rolling out the Lamborghini yacht. He has no need. He's got his children's children's children set up for life. Of course, but like I said, man, some people, they just laugh, love that adrenaline. I'm about to say Conor McGregor loves the fact that he could push that envelope. But Dana's not going to do nothing. Dana's not going to. Dana, that's, that's the cash cow. You know, it's the golden rule. The guy with the gold makes the rule. But I will say something. If Dana or even Conor McGregor is watching this, dude, you guys stop making us look bad. Because even though I am cringing, I do that. I've never broken the law. I have done things by the book. I, like I said, at the end of the day, we're just all competitors going out there to find an edge to win. But when you're out there hurting people and putting terrorist attacks in our country and sucker punches these damn DJs, you dirtbag. Pick the right person to sucker punch, man. Sucker punch Khabib. We'll see how that goes for you. Flaving words. Now let's move on to the silver medal moment. This past weekend, hey, right after the baby shower, the Schmo and Triple C were in attendance for Bellator 268, where Corey Overtime Anderson first round TKO over Ryan Darth Bader. And now he's going to the finals against Vadim Nemkov, who won against Julius Angliskis. So the question now is, because there's been some banter back and forth between Jan Blachowicz and Corey Anderson. They're both tied 1-1. Obviously, the most recent fight, Corey Anderson was knocked out by Jan Blachowicz. But the first time they fought a few years back, it was a decision victory for Corey Anderson. So it begs the question, the best light heavyweights in the world. How do you rank him? How do you see him? Where does Corey Anderson stack up? Man, I tell you what, if Corey Anderson get passed by that crazy Russian, that, that Russian is extremely dangerous. How do you pronounce his name, Shmo? The Dean Nemkov. And he's part of Team Fedor. Oh, he is. Oh, so that means he comes from a great school. I was at the fights. I was sitting next to you. And I'll tell you right now, I'm impressed because he was hitting a variety from different positions from, from whether it was from guard, it was a triangle choke, whether it was him trying to do an armbar from up top, whether it was a guillotine choke. I mean, sometimes you got to give credit where credit is due. And that dude could survive. The dude that he was fighting could take a freaking punch. And he was literally a fighter. But I will say this. If, if Corey Anderson is able to get past him, you know what? Flip a coin, man. And I love what Bellator is doing right now. I love the fact that Showtime has stepped in and has made, made it so much more competitive for the UFC. Well, the Schmo thinks that this is the most competitive division in Bellator where you have an argument is who's got the better light heavyweights, Bellator or the UFC. Obviously, people will go down the argument, hey, these are just the cast-offs, the Ryan Baders, the Corey Andersons. They're the guys that left the UFC, and now we're signed to Bellator. 
But still, these guys right now, Corey Anderson, he's in the prime of his career. And obviously, like the Schmo mentioned, it's 1-1 with Jan Blahovich. Could these guys in the top upper echelon of Bellator match up against the top upper echelon of the UFC? Yeah, I'm going to tell you this right now. The two percenters in Bellator and the two percenters in UFC, it's almost equal. And this is why, this is the only reason why I say this, Schmo, is because think about it, the top 10 guys in the UFC, by the time they get to challenge for the belt, they have gone through Max Holloway, they have gone through a Brian Ortega, they have gone through, a, 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 you know, a lot of the top contenders in order for him to get that shot. In Bellator, these guys are staying a little more healthy. They're a little more selective on these fights. So what I'm saying is sometimes you, if you go through the fire by the time you get to the belt, you're not the same. So I will say this, I think it's I think it's going hand in hand, and I'm loving what Bellator MMA is doing. Well, hey, man, if Corey Anderson, let's just go into the hypotheticals. If he can beat Vadim Nemkov and win the Grand Prix in the light heavyweight division, and let's just say Jan Blahovich over there in Abu Dhabi at UFC 267 beats... I think this is the time. I think this is the time. To go over to Shara. Yeah. Can you do I the Jan Blahovich? Why Corey not? Anderson? Why not? I think this is the time to really cross the road to really solidify who is it that, all right, Dana White, all right, Scott Coker, let's put our money where our mouth is and allow the, these cost promotions and maybe come up with a, a, a one-off, maybe come up with a, a, a belt, a belt that's just not going to necessarily say UFC nor Bellator, but something along the lines that's going to just make it competitive. Because if you want to bring MMA to the Olympics, that means we're going to all have to come together and make it happen. Well, that's a great point. And if there's ever going to be a fight, I know we just listed hypotheticals, but listen, if a gold strap is held by Corey Anderson and Jan Blachowicz is and still... That's the perfect fight to have the crossovers. They're both 1-1. They're both champions. That's the fight. And like what you just mentioned, the Schmo actually likes that. You talk about bringing in the Olympics. That is the taste that you get for that to happen. Now, with that said, speaking of Olympics, now let's move on to the bronze medal. A bronze medal, Triple C. What do you know about a bronze medal, man? I'll be honest with you. I don't know anything about a bronze medal because all I see and all I do is gold. Well, speaking of gold, we got Paulo Costa, Marvin Vittori this weekend over there. UFC fight night in the apex. The Schmo knows your history with Paulo. The Schmo likes both Marvin Vittori and Paulo Costa. They both challenged for a title against Israel Adesanya. They both came up short. This isn't like a title eliminator fight. Of course, man. I'm going to tell you right now, Schmo, I've been close to both of them. I gave them both advice when they're fighting for Israel. And I'll be honest with you, neither one of them followed the game plan. <laughs> but that's on them. They got to find a way to beat him. I, 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 you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, it's, it's going to come down to a striking war. I know Marvin Vittori is a warrior and, and, and he's stubborn. And I know also Paulo Boachinha is a warrior and he's stubborn too. So we're going to see a fight that's going to be full of fireworks. I mean, these guys, I don't think this fight's going to go past three rounds. And if it does, Jesus, man, their face will be arranged for each, for each, each one of them. Wasn't Boracina supposed to come to fight ready at all for this camp? He didn't make it out here, did he? Surprise, surprise. I mean, you know, I, I would have loved to have seen him here to, uh, you know, to, he has training partners out here, but I think it's good though. If he's ha a, a happy mind and if you're happy back home, then come, then finish it out there. This is the thing with, this is the thing with both of them. They both train like hammers and I know both of them. These are two guys that you will, you will not have to wake them up at six in the morning. They will wake you up at six in the morning and tell you to go run. I mean, these guys are two dedicated athletes and I'm telling you this event is going to be 
fireworks. Somebody's face is going to be arranged this Saturday. Would you say the winner of this fight has then earned the opportunity to then rematch Adesanya or they still have to fight one more fight to get there? I think I would say they have to fight one more fight to get there just for the simple fact is because Israel just beat them both back to back and they just had another rematch. He's doing his first rematch with Robert, Robert Whitaker. And I, I still feel Schmo if Robert Whitaker has a style to beat Israel. And now he knows that he could, he cannot allow Israel to get into his, into the mental game, because if he does, these guys just don't fight. You cannot fight and create a fight with Israel. You got to technically fight him and then find your positions in wrestling. Hey, the sh both the Schmo and you were down under when Israel beat Robert Whitaker. Israel just looked so much quicker in that fight, man. So much more elusive. He was the one to strike first. Robert Whitaker, he's got the power. He's been in there and we've tested. He's been battle tested, fighting the who's who in this division. But Israel, man, he had his number that night in Melbourne, Australia. No, he did. And there's something to be said when you have the spirit of fire, when you go in there, you're really apt and you have a dance going on. This is why pressure is a good thing. And I understand is wrong why he does it. Cause I do the exact same thing. I'm out here to cringe you. I'm out here to, for you to hate me in order for you to push me and drive me and to make me better because I do not want to be that laughing stock. Anyhow, that being said, Israel smart. And if I was in his position, I would continue and I would throw Robert Whitaker into, you know, to bring him back to what happened in that first fight. And to wrap this up, because the Schmo's not going to beg you for a prediction over here, but who do you think is going to be more resilient for the comeback? Who's more prepared to be resilient? Is it Paulo Costa or Marvin Vittori? Because the both. Both of them, the last time we saw them fight, it was losing to Israel Adesanya. Yeah, well, I will say this. Like, to me, the fight with Israel and Bohashinia, it didn't count. I know Paulo, Paulo just wasn't there. I, I believe him, man. He's on he's on a crazy sleep pattern. Him going to Abu Dhabi, he should have probably been out there. He probably should have done his whole training camp out in Abu Dhabi. But that being said... I don't, I don't, I don't, Paulo wasn't there. If that, if, if that crazy Hulk would have came out against Israel, I think he had, a, he could have had a better opportunity of actually beating him. So in my eyes, I mean, right now, Israel had, uh, Israel and Marvin was a five rounder, even though it was boring. Uh, you know, right now, the person that has proven to go out there longer has been Marvin. Now it's time for Schmo News Now. Do -do 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 yes. We're going to start with Fight Ready News. The Schmo was just here inside this home with Calvin Gaslam. And a couple weeks ago, we interviewed Calvin Gaslam in Las Vegas. Calvin Gaslam will be coming here to Arizona to train at Fight Ready, joining Davison Figueredo, who's at Fight Ready, joining Zong Wei Li, who's at Fight Ready. He's the next addition to the cringe, or shall we call it the gold team? Of course, of course, Well, This is the thing. We're not even recruiting people out of fight ready. We want those who really want to retain their bouts again. We want those to reinvent themselves once again and hold them accountable. Let's like I tell everybody, you are the CEO of your career. And the only thing, the only thing I'm here to do is just to help you get there. That's it. So we, the way we structure things out here at Fight Ready, we through technology, through science, through holding you accountable, through game planning for you. I mean. This is this this team fight ready will become the best team in the world. You hit it, you you heard it here first. And the plan is for Calvin Gaslam to go back down at welterweight 170 pounds. Of course, man. Like I said, man, I struggled a few times in my career. I was missing weight. So I fired Calvin as my nutritionist. But 
He's coming back now. He's gonna be on. He's gonna be on point. He's he's ready. He knows. He knows what he's capable of doing. And uh, I can't wait for Calvin 2.0. There it is. And with that said, now let's move on to the King's speech. The King has spoken. And I tell you what, I'm gonna have to get another than to me in my eyes right now. The running for coach of the year. Jim West, the way he spoke to Aspen Lad, I thought it was amazing. I think a lot of you guys are too soft. I really do, but I think this is what I expect when I fight Schmoltz to somebody to be exactly real with me. And that means they have to be real with me. If it's if it's round two, three, four, five, or all the rounds, if I'm not following the game plan, Schmo, then there's something going on. Because even here at Fight Radio, we have uh Wei Lee, we have uh David Seferger, we have Calvin Gastelum who just moved back. I tell you what, I tell him. If this is what you think you're going to do, our job as coaches is to hold you accountable. So, again, guys, I'm not mad at the man. As a matter of fact, I, I, want, I want to cheer to Jim West because he did an amazing job. And listen, the Schmo just wants to say this. Jim West has been on the Schmo Zone podcast with Aspen Lad. Yes, they have a relationship outside of just coach. They are together. It's not the first time we've seen this in the UFC. I know Wei Lee's fighting her, strawweight champion, Rose Nama Nunes, Pat Berry. They're together. But listen, also, Aspen Lad coming off significant time off. She had a major injury. There could be some ring rust involved too. But these two have known each other for years. And, uh, we like you taking the approach, Triple C, of the not popular opinion over there. Oh, of course, man. Of course. And this is another thing. You don't want to mix business with pleasure. Sometimes you do have your girlfriend that's that's that you're training, that do that tend you tend to bring the problems back home. I've seen it firsthand. But I tell you what, November 6th, you will hear and you because Whaley 2.0 is coming for all of you. And now in the cringe corner. I'm going to have to give it to none other than Benson Henderson. Did you see him at way in smoke? Oh, we saw. Jesus. I mean, it was, I mean, he gave people the chills. I, but, but I will say this to his defense is when I won the Olympic Games, I had to take the exact same picture. Well, let's take it to the picture real quick. Let's show Triple C in that photo from the Olympic Games. Who wore it better? <laughs> or who didn't wear it better? Who wore less? I don't know. I'm going to have to give that cringe corner to another Beth Henderson. I thought the dude was going to pull his stuff up. As he went up, it was down, and he even took it a little further down. So, anyways, whatever floats your boat, I wish you would have won as an Arizonian, but that wasn't the case. But this week's cringe corner of the week goes none other than Benson Henderson. Hey, but shout out to his wife, Maria Henderson. Now 2-0. Amateurs, I know, but she got the first round submission victory on the undercard at Bellator 268. So shout out to her. And with that said, wait! Okay. Not now, Schmo, because did you hear what the big nose bandit said about you? Yeah, I guess he can't keep the Schmo's name out of his mouth, but we saw it, and I guess we can address it. There is no beef, but the Schmo wants to say this. We saw Ariel in Cleveland, Ohio, for the Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley fight. We just came off our red-eye flight. The Schmo walked over to get a wristband and get some food. Someone stuck out their hand. They were wearing a mask. No idea who it was, but every time a fan or a baby, they take out their hand, the Schmo shakes it. So we shook Ariel Hawani's hand, no problem whatsoever. But we'll say this, the call out has still never been addressed. No charity grappling, no charity basketball. 
for the kids, for the people. That's all we're saying. It's for charity. Why not do it? Is the schmo not good enough? And if you don't want to address it, I guess without any competition, it's 10-7 schmo. Answer the call, you big nose bandit. What's your name? I am Triple C. I am the schmo. We will deliver. And we are. Ah.